1: And that's what people are finding out, is what, what all marriages uh, their root are ruder about, whether they're marriages of lesbians or gay men or heterosexuals.
2: Yo, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's December 14th, 2022. We're live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. If you have not subscribed, click the subscription button on the platform of your choice. Would you do me a solid and go ahead and do that? That cold open uh, was uh, a big moment yesterday of Joe Biden's mic going out as he was giving some sort of pre-packaged speech because they passed the Respect for Marriage Act. This was a very important thing that the government did Uh, interracial marriage. It's cool. Finally, gay marriage, lesbians. He loves them all. He doesn't care. It was just a silly thing that they passed. It doesn't matter. Nobody doesn't, nobody cares. Like people have their own religious beliefs, but nobody's stopping gays and lesbians from marrying. Although generally gays and lesbians, I guess a lesbian and a lesbian or a gay and a gay or a whatever, and you know what, Uh, everybody's getting married, but congratulations, if you are in a black-white marriage like the famous black and white cookie, you're good to go now. It's all good. Uh, But it was just sort of perfect that, as Biden is saying, the lesbians are good to go, the gays are good to go, tries to say something about heterosexuals, and then the mic cuts out. Uh, We got a big show for you guys today. We are going to talk about the liar because the liars are everywhere. They're being exposed in real time. They have done an awful lot of damage. We finally have some pushback against them. And the question is, I've brought this up a couple times over the last few months, what do we do about these people now that it is obvious that they've lied about everything, whether it's Fauci or the CDC or the NIH or the intelligence agencies or big tech or corporate press or any of the litany of quote unquote journalists who have screwed everything up, who have ruined so many lives and all of that stuff that now that Elon has Twitter and more and more people are being exposed to the truth in real time. It's happening in real time. People are tuning out of mainstream media. They're paying more attention to alternative media or whatever you wanna call this kind of thing. And they're waking up and how do we arbitrage those two situations? A set of people who have been lied to and maybe are waking up, although a lot of them will never wake up uh, versus the people that know the truth, or at least something approximate to the truth. How do we function in a society together? That is the question. Before we get to that, though, uh, I want to give a healthy shout out to, uh, to Brock, who is our new team member in studio today for the first time. And it, it hit me right before we started the show, guys. Do you realize in this studio right now, we have a Brock, a Phoenix, and a Connor. And I'm just Dave. Like you guys all have three great names. Those are great names. Brock phoenix connor dave i'm gonna do the best i can i mean it's a good name dave you know he's the king of israel a pretty solid name david but I'm just saying brock phoenix connor it's
0: cool all right uh,
2: all right we're gonna talk about fauci we got some video from tucker and tulsi gabbard and uh, we're gonna expose some nonsense and all that good stuff so let's start uh with tucker and tulsi uh tucker carlson who if you listen to the mainstream media is a far-right white nationalist maniac uh My own personal opinion would be that he's a fairly moderate, sane person trying to make some sense of the madness. Uh, In any event, he went on Tulsi Gabbard's podcast. Tulsi Gabbard, of course, former Democrat congressman, congresswoman from, well, she might be a man, I don't know. I think she's a chick, uh, from Hawaii. Uh, who then was the last person still running against Biden until the machine just, the DNC machine just got rid of her. She has left the Democrat party. She is now an independent. She did campaign during these uh, midterms with an awful lot of Republicans. It didn't go that well, but she's staking out her position. She is not happy with wokeness and identity politics and the corporate collusion with the Democrats, all of that stuff. Uh, So Tucker went on Tulsi's podcast to talk about all of that. And uh, they did not hold back.
3: It was very, very revealing from the outset that we have we have these people in Washington. They don't they don't give a shit actually about know, the American people. No, it's right,
4: and, that's totally. And and
3: right. it is about it is about the team sport. It is about you know those big whiteboards on CNN or whatever of like, okay, we got this many points for this team, that many
5: points on that team on election day. You say something like that. I mean, how could you, as the it, head Democrat in the yeah. Senate, accept a system where the people are not in charge? It is not a democracy. Unelected spy agencies are controlling the outcome of domestic politics. Like you're okay with that? Right. That's a dictatorship, asshole. Like what right. do you think that is? I'm, right. I mean, I just think, and I couldn't have less regard for Chuck Schumer, but I know him, and he's not stupid. He's not stupid at all. No. He's quite smart. So he he's never thought this through. He has thought it through. He accepts it as okay. And you know, we should never accept something like that ever.
2: First off, just Tucker saying asshole is worth watching just in and of itself. But what's interesting about that is if you were to go back, say, five years ago when Tulsi was a Democrat, she considered herself a progressive. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, when I had her on the show the first time in studio a couple of years back when she was running for president, she was still, well, she certainly was describing herself as a liberal, uh, but she, I believe, was still saying that she was a progressive. She wasn't that happy with the squad and what was happening. So you could see the beginnings of Tulsi's red pilling. But if you go back say five years ago, right? So this is before the last election and everything, the last presidential election. You had Tulsi Gabbard who was a progressive lefty and you would have Tucker Carlson who certainly is a conservative and by mainstream accounts, he's somehow far right. So you have these people who five years ago would have been thought of as polar opposites in the political system. And now they're basically coming together. And they're basically coming together because they actually believe in freedom and they believe in democracy. And they want to believe in the institutions that we have that are supposed to defend these things. And they're upset that a bunch of unelected bureaucrats and the swamp, whatever you wanna call it, or our intelligence services, are basically manipulating us at every possible level, whether it is through big tech or the corporate press or anything else. So that is worth noting because strange alliances are forming. And why are they forming? Because people are waking up to the nonsense. And speaking of the nonsense, I want to talk about Anthony Fauci.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
2: Uh, Dr. Fauci, who has basically lied about everything, and I got a list of things that he lied about that we're going to get to in just a moment, uh, he went on, uh, on, it was Chris Matthews' show. Uh, and again, oh, sorry, not Chris Matthews. Chris Matthews, disgraced MSNBC guy. This is Chris Wallace, disgraced Fox News guy. Uh, anyway, he's got a new CNN show, I guess. And uh, Fauci went on there uh, and he sort of doubled down on that I am the science comment. You guys remember that, that very Palpatine I am the Senate, I am the science comment. So uh, Chris Wallace asked him about it. He kind of backed out and then he went right back in. Take a look.
4: You have also taken some hits about some comments you made last year here.
1: If they get up and criticize science, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. But if they get up and really aim their bullets at Tony Fauci, well, people could recognize there's a person there, there's a face, there's a vice you can recognize, you see him on television. So it's easy to criticize. But they're really criticizing science because I represent science. That's dangerous. To me, that's more dangerous than the slings and the arrows that get thrown at me.
4: Your critics accuse you of hubris. They
1: say that you express a certainty and a disregard for the views of others. Can you understand when you say I represent science? Sure, I can understand how that could have been taken out of context. And I probably had to do it all over again, would have changed the wording a little bit of that. What I was trying to say Chris, is that what I was doing was saying, here are the data of why vaccines are safe and effective. So we should be getting people vaccinated. So when you're criticizing me, you're actually criticizing the scientific facts.
2: It's absolutely staggering. This guy is such a piece of work. He should be studied. I'd like to commission a scientific study to study Anthony Fauci, how he can take every position on everything and still think he's the good guy. It's actually quite remarkable. Uh, first off, uh, when he says that you're criticizing science, which he backed into again, uh, a lot of people weren't criticizing him. They were criticizing the science. A lot of people were going, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're telling me if I wear you know, a dollar mask that was made in China that you know isn't airtight and everything else and germs are going out this way and down this way and I can on a plane I can take it off to eat for a minute but then I have to put it back up where is the science in that right that's what people were asking and when people asked that question he took that as a criticism of him if you remember the first year of covid and I know what they They purposely make us all crazy so we can't remember anything. If you remember the first year of COVID, nobody was criticizing him. Nobody was. People were welcoming lockdowns. We were open to all of these ideas. An awful lot of, I can't say everybody, but you know, the the vast majority of people. Also, right at the end there, he's still talking about the efficacy of the vaccines. The vaccines do not work. As I said on the show yesterday, it's only my own personal experience, but I think we all have personal experience that has some validity. My entire family... Parents, sister, aunt, uncle, cousin, me, a couple other people I know all got COVID last week. I'm the only one not faxed. I was completely fine outside playing basketball all day. Everybody else was sick, various ages, some older, some younger. You don't even need to know that the anecdotal stuff to, to understand that. We all know now that it was sold. The vaccine was sold to us. You will not get nor transmit COVID. Lie. Booster shot. You'll get lesser COVID. Lie. Masks work. Lie. Quarantine's work, lie. It's just lie after lie after lie. But Fauci still, this guy, I'm commissioning a study. That's it, guys. We're commissioning the find out what the F is wrong with Anthony Fauci study by Dave Rubin and friends. Uh, He still cannot believe that people criticize him.
1: It's a bit bizarre, I think, in our day and age to have health officials who are doing nothing more than trying to get people to be safe and save their health and their lives and their family to get attacked in a way.
2: He was just trying to help everybody, guys. He was trying to help you when he was for locking you down. He was trying to help you when he was for putting your kids out of school, et cetera, et cetera. Which reminded me uh, that uh, school, uh, Fauci said a couple weeks ago that he had nothing to do with school closures. You may remember this.
1: They always come back and say Fauci was responsible for closing schools. I had nothing to do. I mean, mean, let's get down to the fact. He had nothing to do
2: except we've got video.
1: If we get community-based cases throughout various parts of the country, then you use that information to make the decision if they're gonna do what you said, which is do the kind of social distancing. Yeah. That includes teleworking, closing schools, etc. By the time we get to the fall, that we will have this under control enough that it certainly will not be the way it is now where people are shutting schools. My optimistic side tells me that we'll be able to renew to a certain extent, but it's gonna be different, remember now, because this is not gonna disappear So we're going to have to have in place the capability of doing the things that we talk about all the time on this stage to identify, to isolate, to contact trace. So if you at least agree that the general principle is to try as best as you can to get the children back to school, I think you have to put that in the context that an important issue in that is to make sure you do whatever you can to safeguard the safety and the health of the children as well as the teachers, and that should guide your policy.
4: See, as a father, if I could just say, I would be delighted to send my kids back to school. I mean, remote learning is horrible, uh, especially for younger kids. It's just, it's just not the way that kids are supposed to learn. Okay, we cut a whole portion of that.
2: There are many, many instances of him being for school lockdowns. We also played you guys the video a week ago. Remember when people were asking him about how draconian the Chinese lockdowns are that are happening all over China right now. And they've literally, they're literally barricading people in in giant massive apartment buildings and they have this zero COVID policy. And related to that, he had the balls, the gall to say that, yeah, it could kind of work until you get things under control. And it's like, you deserve no respect or power or anything anymore, you bad, bad man. I'm gonna start, I wrote it down. We're gonna name this, we're gonna start a GoFundMe. It's gonna be the national decent person study of what is wrong with Anthony Fauci, brought to you by Dave Rubin and friends. We're gonna raise millions of dollars. We're gonna study him. And you know, one of the things that he did, I think at the NIH, was remember he did that study where he took dogs. This is true. He took dogs. He put their heads in like plastic bags, basically, and then had maggots eat the dog's faces. He did that in the name of science also. Google it. It's it's actually a real thing. Anyway, what else has Anthony Fauci got wrong? Even though if you question him, you're questioning science. Uh, A guy by the name of Justin Hart on Twitter had this kind of fun little list here. And let's see, let's just go through it. Transmission. Was Anthony Fauci right or wrong? Well, we know he was wrong because he said, if you get the vaccine, you will not transmit. PCR test, yes, we know he was wrong. Fatality rate, they got that wrong many, many times over time. We knew at the beginning this was something like 99.9 percent that you'd be okay if you got COVID. Lockdowns, which he says he's never for, yes, he got that wrong. School closures, said he was never for it, got that wrong. Quarantine the healthy, how did that make any sense? It actually made no sense. Uh, Hospital overload, you know it's strange. Come back to me for a second, and I keep looking for these videos where are the videos of the overrun hospitals anywhere? Give me a small village that is unsanitized somewhere in Africa where you would imagine the entire place went down like it was the movie Outbreak. And for some reason, I have yet to see those videos. Maybe I I need a different computer or something. I may not have the the computer power. Uh, Plexiglass. Right. We put Plexiglass. You go to you go to Applebee's. They put a piece of Plexiglass between you and the fat freak behind you. And somehow you're going to be all right. Social distancing just did not work. It does not work. Masks, obviously, we've been through that. Vaccine efficacy, he got that wrong too. So you guys get it. He got all of these things wrong. I don't know. You know, I said on the show yesterday, I don't know if Fauci is evil. And a lot of people were pushing back like, Dave, he is evil. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he is just a bureaucrat, a rich bureaucrat, drunk on power. Maybe that maybe that is the very definition of evil, actually. Um, But either way, he should not be listened to. Yet people are still putting him on television and still taking his advice. Here's a video from the televised mental institution of MSNBC with Mika Brzezinski asking Fauci. This is literally yesterday. What should people do? Because it's the fall and
3: COVID. Ah!" And should everybody get boosted?
1: Well, certainly the, the, the answer to your last question, Mika, is yes, everyone should.
2: Why? Can someone explain why? Can someone explain why everyone should get boosted? I am not vaxxed. I have a healthy immune system. I drank a lot of water when I had the COVID, tried to go to sleep early, uh, sweated out in the, in the sauna. Why would I get boosted? I didn't get vaxxed in the first one. Why should everyone get boosted? Why does basic health have nothing to do with what this man thinks about as a doctor, uh, you should maybe eat less pancakes in the morning, and you should have, say, say, I don't know, how about yogurt and fruit? Would that be better? That would be better. Uh, you should try to lose a little weight. You should get a little sunshine. Why does he never mention any of these things? He only wants you to get boosted and boosted, and he doesn't care if you're six months old. He wants you to get vaccinated and over my dead body. Will my kids be getting that? Uh, so he doesn't care if you're six months old. He doesn't care if you're 12 years old, young, and healthy, strong immune system, Out there in school, kids get sick with things. It's actually good for them. He doesn't care if you're 25 and uh, healthy. He doesn't care if you're 70 and obese. He views all of those things as exactly the same. But you're not gonna believe this, guys. You're not gonna believe this. On The View yesterday, Whoopi actually made sense.
3: You know what? The fact that that folks are not being held accountable the same way that we as regular Americans would be held accountable really irritates the hell out of me. Yeah,
6: yeah.
2: Just kidding, guys. I, I punked you there because that wasn't her talking about Fauci. Obviously, she doesn't want him to be held accountable. That was her actually talking about Sam Bankman-Fried and this FTX thing. I apologize for that. We punked him. We did an April Fool's joke. Why would we do that? Uh, this is a good one that we found, too. Check out this timeline of Vax, vaccine eff- efficacy and how it was going down as time went around, meaning that at the beginning, it was 100% effective, nobody was gonna get COVID, you weren't gonna transmit it, you weren't gonna get COVID. Here is a timeline of headlines as it just completely dumped out. Uh, Perhaps some of you could, if any of you were friends with Anthony Fauci or a family member saying maybe you could have him watch this.
1: Make sure we clarify that with people. It has nothing to do with whether or not it's effective. We know it's highly effective. Highly effective.
2: That is good stuff. Do you think that might be connected to why these people want to control the internet? Do you think that's why they want to go out of their way to make sure that the meme makers are deleted and the people who go against the narrative are deleted or why they lie about so many things so that you can't remember what happened? And that's why I do the show the way I do it. That's why I show you those videos. Just watching those numbers precipitously drop and Fauci still yesterday telling people to get boosted ab. Absolute nonsense. But now I'd like to contrast nonsense with actual sense, common sense and decency, which is happening right here in the state of Florida. Uh, yesterday, I was one of about uh, probably about 10, maybe a dozen people uh, that were invited to Governor DeSantis's uh, uh, video stream. He did a live video stream yesterday with a bunch of COVID experts, a bunch of doctors. A uh, bunch of people who have been harmed by vaccines it was really quite extraordinary did a couple hour basically a live talk show and if you want to know something about uh desantis that really i think you you don't see on the outside but i can see as someone that's sort of on the inside of this thing we go to this big studio and we're going to show you a couple clips in just a moment big studio you know big giant tv screens everywhere cameras everywhere as i said about 10 12 people that were there to to watch and and report on what was going on panel of doctors. And as I said, some of the people who've been hurt by the vaccine, all of this stuff, there's Zoom people everywhere. He's taken all these questions. He did it all live. I mean, I watched it happen. There was was no rehearsal. They literally all walked in and sat down. The guy basically ran a live three-hour talk show uh, to bring vaccine information and now talk about what Florida is going to do related to all of the misinformation and vaccine nonsense. Here's Governor DeSantis.
5: You know, it is against the law to mislead and to misrepresent, particularly when you're talking about the efficacy of a drug. Uh, We see just the other uh, just recently, Florida got three point two billion through legal action against those responsible for the opioid crisis. And so it's not like this is something that's unprecedented. So today uh, I'm announcing a, a petition with the Supreme Court of Florida to impanel a statewide grand jury to investigate any and all wrongdoing in Florida with respect to COVID-19 vaccines.
2: Did you catch that? That is the chief executive of Florida, the freest state in the world, in what still remains to be the freest country in the world, uh, saying no more of this nonsense. We are going to look into what you people did. How did you do it? Who did you lie to and did that harm Floridians? Because if it did, we're going to sue the hell out of you. So the man is leading right now, right? I would always talk about that blueprint for America. Ron DeSantis is writing the blueprint. I think you could argue to save the world at this point. Uh, he had a whole bunch of experts and doctors, as I mentioned, on the panel, was throwing to everybody live, doing follow-up questions without looking at notes. It was really just a great... Uh, example. I wish you guys could have seen the behind the scenes portion of it to really see how on the ball this guy is. Uh, one of the ex- experts that he had up there was ER doctor Joseph Freeman. Uh, and he was talking about how, he spent most of his portion talking about how there are serious adverse effects with these vaccines at much, much higher rates than other uh, vaccines in the past. Take a listen.
4: Scientist advisory board votes against it. CDC goes, "Eh, let's not listen to these guys, just recommends it for all age groups. The safe and effective terminology that's been used has been based on uh, it's just been it's uncertainty. This is based on it's it's a lie. Myself, along with uh, six other scientists, our international team, we uh, basically went back to the original clinical trials, looked at serious adverse looking at serious adverse events. They're defined by both Pfizer and Moderna and and assigned by them. We're looking at that, which went into reanalyzing, take a magnifying glass, look closer, because they originally reported that there was no harm. There was no serious harm from these vaccines. And so we basically were using a list that was a WHO-endorsed list of adverse events that they thought were potentially going to be caused by the vaccine before we ever even authorized it. To our surprise, in the Pfizer trial, the first... First vaccine to go through, it was a 37% increase in, in the number of serious adverse events. That was never reported, not by the FDA, not by Pfizer. It turns out when, with both Pfizer and Moderna, we had a 1 in 800 risk of serious adverse events. Of, these are from that list. So now to understand what a 1 in 800 means, consider that our other vaccines have about a 1 in a million. 1 in a million, maybe 2 in a million. This is not the same sort of safe safe and effective doesn't change it's not even a scientific wording safe it's not safe and effective it's it's more of a uh campaign like a campaign slogan or not even it's a advertisement
1: and that one in 800 number that's for short-term risks
4: that's yeah.
2: okay so the guy you heard speaking at the end talking about the short-term risk that's uh, brett weinstein who's been on the show many times i, I we've sort of lost touch over the last couple of years but i reconnected with him i'd love to get him back on he's going to be on this he doesn't even live in the state of florida Uh, either does Dr. Freeman and either does Dr. Bhattacharya, who we're gonna talk about in, in just a sec, but they're all gonna be part of this panel, which is absolutely spectacular. The key part of what he said there was not only, I get you guys all understand the sort of dismissals, the CDC just ignoring a lot of the science, but the numbers, this one in 800, so meaning that in, when they were testing the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, the mRNA vaccines, they found out that serious vaccine injury, and he, and further, uh, we didn't play all of it, but he talked about what serious means. I mean, it's it's real stuff. It's not just like my, t- my fingers tingled for a day. It's like real stuff related to your heart, your brain, et cetera, et cetera, your nervous system. One in 800 people were getting that sort of reaction. Now you may go, okay, well, one in 800, that doesn't sound like that much. But as he said, in normal vaccines, the vaccines that we've all been taking forever, the polio vaccine, I think he mentioned specifically, It's one in a million. Do you see the difference between one in 800 and one in a million? And Fauci's out there every day saying it's safe and effective, which as Dr. Freeman points out, safe and effective is not even a medical term. It's not even a medical term. Anyway, it continues because as you guys know, there has been all of this information about uh, heart disease with young men, specifically myocarditis. Uh, Dr. Latipo, who is our Florida Surgeon General, uh, and this guy, if he was anywhere else besides Florida would be a massive star. Uh, and I don't want to play the, pol- the, uh, the sort of woke identity politics game, but it's partly because he is black. He is black. Now, that's not why Governor DeSantis hired him. He hired him because he's a damn good uh, surgeon and a good scientist. Um, but he is, he is ignored basically by mainstream media because they can't have a black guy running around saying that there's a problem with the vaccine. Anyway, he goes into a study that uh, he was part of related to myocarditis.
6: We looked at all-cause mortality, and, uh, and cardiac mortality after the COVID-19 vaccines. The study's preliminary. It's not perfect. Most studies aren't perfect. But what was there are two things that were remarkable. The first thing that was remarkable, of course, was the major finding, which was there was a signal for a markedly increased risk of cardiac death in young men, specifically in that age and sex group. So, obviously, that's, that's a huge finding. The second thing that was, that was <laughs> remarkable is that scientists, many scientists around the country, felt that despite the fact that young men have already been identified as a group that is specifically, especially at risk for myocarditis, it was impossible to find that, they, that this same group was at increased risk of cardiac death. The theme is the same. You know, there's, there's what makes sense. And then there's, unfortunately, what a lot of our health officials and, a fo- and unfortunately a lot of my colleagues, a lot of our colleagues are telling the public.
2: I'm going to give you guys a little bit of homework today. I haven't given homework on the show in a while. I'm going to give you a little homework. Your homework is to find anything that Dr. Ladipo or Dr. Freeman said that is untrue because I'm seeing them get attacked left and right all over Twitter, mainstream media, corporate press, all the usual nonsense. They're gonna, ah, they're the science deniers, like just all the usual ad hominem stuff. Uh, but what's really interesting about what Dr. Latipo went on to talk about is that we're finding all of this stuff related to myocarditis with young men. And it was at the same time when young men, I mean, they're talking about 12 and 14 year old kids, they're kids, they're, they don't say young men, they're young boys. Uh, these, this was a group that was not gonna die of COVID that actually has strong immune systems, but still these people like Anthony Fauci and the people at the CDC and the people at Pfizer and Moderna who sponsor all the mainstream media news, uh, they had no problem and they didn't mind pushing that stuff aside. Sure, there's a 37% increase in myocarditis. Do we care about that? No, 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 guys, we got a stock. I mean, what do you think I'm doing over here? Uh, Stanford doctor, Jay Batacchiara, who has been on the show and, and obviously Brett's been on the show as well. Uh, he actually moved off the specifics of sort of what the vaccines are doing or not doing. And he talked about, I would say, the more blue sky situation that's going on here. What's what's the bigger issue about control that seems to be happening all over the world? And by the way, this is, uh, I should mention, uh, Dr. Bhattacharya was banned on Twitter, uh, even though nobody was questioning his credentials as a a Stanford uh, professor and scientist. He was banned on Twitter, Elon Musk just put him back, he went on to talk about what perhaps this is really
7: all about. This has been a tremendously difficult time for uh, basically everybody, but we're near the tail end of it, and it's time to start taking stock of what went wrong and make reforms so this doesn't happen again. I think the centrally important issue that caused the problems is that we silenced people from expressing their thinking, qualified people from expressing their thinking, and as a result... The decision making at the top of the of the of the country was absolutely abysmal. When you have censorship, the kinds of suppression of voices, the, the uh, essentially uh, effectively a social credit system demeaning people who, who disagree with you know, the CDC or, or whatever, you're going to get bad decisions that don't get checked. And I think that's uh, I think we have to we have to discuss that. As well as a a large number of other pandemic decisions that harmed the lives of a tremendous number of people, including vaccine mandates and many other things—not not not in Florida so Um, uh, much—and I think uh, we owe the American people that. uh, And and I'm looking forward to to working uh, in coming years to reform American public health so that when there is another pandemic, we do a much better job than we did during this one.
2: All right, as I said, that guy. Stanford professor, scientist. Does he seem like an alarmist? Does he seem like a far right maniac? Does he seem like a science denier? That guy banned from Twitter until Elon Musk just brought him back. So when you see all these people freaking out about who's back on Twitter, perhaps they're freaking out because the truth tellers are back on Twitter and their narrative is collapsing. what he talked about there really was, I think the heart of it. We silenced people for a political agenda And why did you do that? Because in essence, they already have ushered in this social credit system, this social credit system, which exists in China. And on your phone, you have this score. And did you tweet about that? Did you talk to this person? Who are you friends with? Can you open a bank account then? Oh, you were at a trucker protest in Canada? Oh, well, it's going to be a little harder to get a mortgage, et cetera, et cetera. That is the plan that we are seeing here. Why did Apple in the middle of the height of COVID suddenly put COVID tracking on your phone. Do you think that that could be used for something else? Like the pieces, guys, what do I keep saying about that puzzle? We have all the pieces. We're putting it together. We don't know exactly what the cover, the box looked like. So we don't know exactly what we're putting together, but we're getting a pretty good idea. Uh, here's a little bit more on, uh, from the governor uh, about the CDC and, uh, well, do they deserve your trust?
5: and just, just show you know that this is all just a huge political farce. I don't know what is. But the reality is, even this in May of June of 2020, uh, I think you've continued to see people uh, in these bureaucracies and in this establishment behave in ways uh, that have totally squandered any type of confidence or goodwill that people would have. And our CDC at this point, anything they put out You just assume at this point uh, that it's not worth the paper that it's printed on.
7: Isn't
2: that effed up, too? Like, nobody wants this. It's it's the exact same thing that I've said about the mainstream media for years. You guys don't have to be great. Just don't be totally horrible. And that's what I think most people think about the CDC at this point, or at least, let's say, most woke, awake people, not woke people, pardon me. Um, Right? Like, the CDC... We expect that you could get some stuff wrong. Of course you do. NIH, you could get some stuff wrong. Our our public officials, health officials, everybody could get some stuff wrong, but that you got basically everything wrong while firing people and ruining people's lives. Like, no, your your studies and your guidance and recommendation is not worth it the paper that it's printed on. Uh, but let's go back to Anthony Fauci one more time because he's very upset that people are questioning science, which of course is questioning him. And why would they be doing that? Do you think it be, could be because, it might be because of social media, you think? Maybe, okay.
1: ...wise of disinformation and misinformation. Are we developing an anti-science? Yeah. Well, in society? The answer is yes. The short answer to your question Uh, Andrea, but the other thing that's is that there's so much misinformation that we, we were experiencing the normalization of untruths where there's so much disinformation that's spread predominantly through social media that people just get so used to the untruths that it becomes normalized, which is really bad because then you don't push back against it. You say, well, that's just the way it is. All
2: right. I said before that I'm starting this institute to study Anthony Fauci, brought to you by the Friends of Dave Rubin. I'd also like to crowdfund a mirror, the world's largest mirror, and have Anthony Fauci sit in front of that mirror. He's telling us that we are all agents of misinformation while he has been the prime purveyor of misinformation. I always talk about how when you when you have a guy like Justin Trudeau who lies about everything, I'm for free speech while crushing down, you know, crashing down on free speech. You have people like Gavin Newsom, you know, I'm, I'm for choice while he's making sure that everyone is locked down, all of those things. I don't know what that is about the human condition. I don't know what it is. I can only describe it as soulless, soulless or, or lizard person adjacent. That's what I would have to say. I don't know how else you could operate that, that everything that you say is a lie. It is, it is incredible. And really, why is he on television talking about that? Because what he fears most is what's about to happen, that Elon Musk, who now owns Twitter, has all the files, all the internal documents, the Slack the Slack chats, the emails, everything related to who in the government told people to take things down. And once that gets exposed, there is going to be a massive, massive problem because thank the Lord. Uh, the Republicans have Congress now, and they will most likely fail us, and most likely not enough will happen with any of this, but at least there's a chance, and you gotta have a chance. Let's continue, uh, because uh, we do have our rather spectacular black lesbian press secretary, Corinne Jean-Pierre, and uh, she doesn't like that Elon Musk isn't towing the line, that Elon Musk dare have thoughts related to Anthony Fauci.
7: As you know, um, Elon Musk launched a series of attacks on um, Dr. Anthony Fauci over the weekend, calling for his prosecution, and then he shared uh, some other um, memes uh, about him and suggested he lied about he's lying about the origins of the coronavirus. What's what's your response? Uh, first of all, to, specifically to the attacks on uh, Dr. Fauci. And... So,
6: look, we've been very clear about this. Uh,
2: these attacks, these personal attacks uh, that we have been seeing are dangerous uh, uh,
0: on Dr. Fauci and other public health professionals as well. Uh, are, they are disgusting and they are divorced from, uh, from reality. And uh, we will continue to call that out and be very
2: clear uh, about that. Again, these are incredibly dangerous, these personal attacks that we are seeing. Lady, lady, you are dangerous. You are disgusting. You are divorced from reality. Not Elon Musk, who is looking at the evidence that I think we've laid out a fairly decent case today to show you who was lying the entire time and who actually cares about science. So no one should care what Corinne Jean-Pierre says. Uh, She is a agent of a regime that is built on lies. That's all she is. I would say she is also lizard person adjacent, much like Fauci and everything else. They're all in on it together, right? So their whole, their whole existence is connected. So they can't basically walk from it because if you walk from it, the machine will turn, turn on you. It's basically a giant game of Russian roulette and everyone's just waiting to see who, who shoots first, who who's actually going to jump ship first and say, boy, it does yeah, You know what? Uh, actually, yeah, the administration was coordinating with big tech and we did silence dissent and we did censor people and everything else. But if you want to see another way the machine launders the lies, one of the things that they do is if someone dare step out of, you know, what's politically acceptable at that moment, they usually will call you far right or alt right or something like that. I've been through this over the years. I've often told you about that Sunday about four years ago when my dad went to get coffee at the bagel place that he's been going to for 30 years and he picks up the New York Times and there's a front page Sunday article about how me and Jordan Peterson and Milton Friedman and Ben Shapiro are the leaders of the alt-right and my face, giant picture of my face, I think on page three of the New York Times. It was a shock to him, he did not know it. I had to admit it after, it was a whole thing. Anyway, one of the things they do is they lie about your political connections. Uh, So this is really interesting. So Washington Post, listen to what they wrote about the Twitter files, the dump of Twitter files that have just come out. As head of trust and safety at Twitter, Roth, this is this guy, Yoel Roth, was involved in many of the platform's decisions about what posts to remove and what accounts to suspend. His communications with other Twitter officials has been posted in recent days as part of what Musk calls the Twitter files A series of tweets by conservative journalists Matt Taibbi and Barry Weiss. Okay, so this is actually extraordinary. I know it doesn't surprise you guys, but Matt Taibbi has been a lefty progressive his whole life. He worked at The Intercept with Glenn Greenwald. I think he is having a little red pill moment and kind of coming. to Jesus, kind of thing. Like it is happening, but by no stretch is he a conservative. I certainly don't think the guy is, let's say, pro life. I have no idea what he feels about the welfare state or, or immigration or anything, but no one in, in an honest assessment could call this guy conservative. And Barry Weiss was at the New York Times her whole life. She still is a liberal. Uh, I think, I have no doubt that she only votes for Democrats, as misguided as that might be, and only surrounds herself really with Democrats, but she's a conservative because she's going, because the, the paper, the Washington Post, wants to turn their audience against these people. They want you to be suspicious of these people because Elon Musk did not give the Twitter files to Washington Post, he gave it to them. Well, after enough outrage and enough tweets about it, uh, the Washington Post changed it, uh, and they removed the word conservative. Of course, they did not issue a correction or post that on Twitter, uh, so you get what they do. And again, this is exactly why they need To censor everybody because the Washington Post wants to be able to lie about the people who are just delivering you the information and they don't want you to be able to call them out for it. But fortunately, now that Elon's got Twitter, enough people can do it and they issue, well, they, I suppose, it's not issuing a correction. They remove the lie, but then they don't issue an actual correction. Speaking of crazy people, let's go to the televised mental institution known as MSNBC. Here is racist, paranoid, conspiracy theorist, lunatic Joy Reid, who I'm pretty sure is culturally appropriating her hairstyle, uh, talking about what Elon has done now that he has Twitter.
3: When Musk bought Twitter, he promised advertisers that it would not turn into a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. Yeah, well, since he took over, that's exactly what it has turned into. Which, while he claims to have cut the number of times that users view hate-filled tweets, the Center for Countering Digital Hate has found a notable boost in the number of tweets that use slurs. Now, as you can see on the screen, there are four words, none of which I can say on TV, even on cable, that have jumped in usage, one, as much as 200%. Musk promised that hate speech would be max deboosted. except, according to the Center for Countering Digital Hate, that has not happened. High-profile, high-reach tweeters who just so happen to share conservative political perspectives have had wide leeway to promote hatred toward LGBTQ plus people. In fact, some of their tweets were viewed millions of times. This is the new old normal for Twitter. Because the goal, apparently, is to get back to the days when Twitter was the Wild West.
2: This woman lives on another planet. And, I, and if you're watching her, you need help. Let's just go through some of this. First off, she's, uh, she's quoting a place called the Center for Countering Digital Hate. I just have no doubt. Like, if somebody wants to do a little research on this, we'll cover it tomorrow. Like, definitely a lefty organization. And she, okay, they're saying these mean words. I can tell you that my experience on Twitter is completely the reverse since he's taken over. I'm getting more love, more people are there, blah, blah, blah. It's, there's more happiness, there's more engagement because people are seeing tweets again. Now, she gives you a list of scary people. These people love lists. So she, who does she have on that list? It's, a, it's a, actually a Ruben Report reunion show. She's got Jack Posobiec, who's been on the show. Apparently, he hates gays. Uh, you've got uh, James Lindsay, uh, who wrote a book. I think it was called How to... What's it called? Uh, How to Have Difficult Conversations. I mean, the guy's been trying to make some sense of things for quite some time. Uh, you've got Lauren Boebert. She must hate gays. Guys, remember when we were in D.C. a couple of weeks ago, and I got out of the car, and she was just standing there? What did she do? What did she do? Big hug. Big bear hug from that chick from Colorado. Christina Pouchard, who works for Governor DeSantis, she's coming to my house tomorrow night for our holiday party. I'll have to ask her if she hates gays. It's all such drivelous nonsense. And again, it's such an obvious connection, guys. I know you can see it. I know you can see it, but I want it to be burned into your retina of how they need censorship, because if they didn't have censorship, then too many people would know what they're actually doing. On that note... I'm going to show you a black and white video right now. And black and white videos are from a long time ago. This is former FBI agent Howard Smoot explaining how the government will use subversion of language to shift political tolerance uh, towards tyranny. Uh, I think you will find, this is literally from about 60 years ago, uh, maybe 65 years ago, something like that. I think you will find it quite curious and relevant to the happenings of today.
5: A constitutional republic,
1: not a democracy. The ideal of a democracy is universal equality.
2: The ideal of a constitutional republic is individual liberty. A democracy
1: always degenerates into dictatorship, which promises government-guaranteed equality and security, but it delivers nothing but poverty and serfdom for the people it robs and rules.
2: America was founded as a constitutional republic to safeguard the liberties of the
1: people against the tyranny of democracy or of one-man dictatorship. In this century, great strides have been made toward the goal of subverting our republic into a democracy. The foremost tactic of the subverters is subversion of language. By calling
2: America a democracy until people thoughtlessly accept and use the term, the
1: totalitarians have obscured the real meaning of our principles of government
2: man i need to do a whole show we're going to do it in the new year a whole show on the difference between a democracy and a constitutional republic but in essence the idea that a constitutional republic is designed to protect your individual rights because that is the buttress against tyranny right that is the thing that will stop the authoritarian leaders coming in if we have equal rights for everybody and do everything we possibly can to protect those equal individual rights. So we'll do a whole show on that because I know it's a little in the weeds, constitutional republic versus democracy, and we think we're a democracy and all of those things. Uh, all right, let's get to a couple of RubinReport.locals.com comments. Talway says, it was hard to trust in the science once I started to follow the money. Yeah. I mean, like it's so it's so weird because sometimes it's so obvious, like it's so right in front of you that you think it can't be real. We've shown you that video many times where they show you all the commercial ins and outs of all the morning shows and uh, ABC, NBC, Nightly News, all of that stuff where it's brought to you by Pfizer, brought to you by Moderna, brought to you by booster shots. We've shown you that many, many times. And it's like, man, you guys are reporting on the very people who are paying to keep the lights on. Do you think that is a problem, right? Do you think that's a problem? We have sponsors on the show. We actually didn't read any sponsor ads today, but imagine if I was reporting on the Moink Farmers and also Moink was sponsoring the show. Do you think there might be a conflict of interest there? You guys, they all, we all see it. That's the thing that's so interesting about this. Uh, Florida man, Chuck says, I think we need to start a business where we build Fauci pinatas. I bet they would sell like crazy. I would like to hit, uh, with a baseball bat, a pinata of Anthony Fauci. I have no doubt that media matters. will now clip that and say that I want to kill him, which is not true. I would just like to have a paper mache version of Anthony Fauci filled with candy that I could smack around. That's it. Okay. There. Tony Allegra says, uh, whenever someone says, follow the science, you should follow the money. Ain't it the truth? I mean, I think you guys get it. I have to say, before we started the show today, one of the things that I do with the guys is I say, how's the show gonna go today? And usually, you know, Phoenix is kind of bullish on this. He'll usually give me like a nine, two to a nine, four. Uh, and Connor, you're, you're a little more skeptical because you've got all the machines in front of you. I'm usually getting like a high eights with him. But I said to Brock today, what do you think? And, and he said, an eight, seven. An eight, like low, eight, seven. Like nothing below a nine is acceptable here. He said an eight, seven on his first day in studio. And I have to say, guys, nine, six. Nine, six, if I do say so myself. No lunch for you on your first day, man. Sorry. <laughs> guys, don't forget to play along. Subscribe at rumble.com slash Ruben Report. And if you want to join us for the live chat during the show, which Brock is now in the live chat every single day and you can get messages directly to me, and that's where I post all my personal stuff and pics with the kids and the dog and life and just all the stuff that I don't want going on Twitter and everywhere else, Rubenreport.locals.com, And uh, we didn't mention her all show, so we leave you with Kamala Harris. Godspeed.
0: So to Africa's young leaders, I say, I am an optimist about what lies ahead for Africa, and by extension, for the world. Because of you, because of your energy, your ambition, and your ability to transform seemingly intractable problems into opportunities. Simply put, your ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been. I thank you.